Welcome back to Two C's with the pod. Hey. With his new, um, the way that our Zoom's working, man, I can't ever tell anymore if this thing's recording. Yeah, which is dangerous game to play, really, yeah. because you probably, you don't always want that record <laughs> button to be going. Um, and yeah, I think it might have been, I don't, yeah, I never really know. I just kind of wait for your intro and then I figure that's where we'll start. Yeah, and then I always just like at the end when I'm getting ready to, to post it, I just look to see if there's like this long, uncomfortable silence that, uh, yeah. So anyway, man, welcome back. Two we're weeks here. Look at us. Wow. We are the model of consistency. Exactly. Around here. Uh, right. Well, man, I look, look, you know, I think, uh, what was it, like the summer of 18 that we kind of started this? Seems right, yeah. And, uh, it's it's been a, a very therapeutic thing, I think, for both of us. Um, oh, sure. You know, when you have something on your something on your chest, and um, you know, we try to keep it as authentic as possible, and uh, we try to keep it as a uh, uh, we got we try to keep it real. That's right. Keep no schlitz malt liquor. You ain't keeping it real. You got to keep it real. <laughs> It so does go it. bad. Dave Chappelle did warn us that keeping it real can go bad sometimes, but we just we still are always pro keeping it real. We so so let's just let's just keep it real. Um yeah. it's, it's been a minute since I've had one of these. Uh, but I had myself a um had myself a little temper tantrum at Chiefs game last night. Ooh, yeah. Uh the uh, uh the no the no call on the pass interference. On Valdez Scantling, uh, nice. caused uh, caused quite the quite the little temper tantrum. Well, from... Tech Nine Tech Nine said it best. Um, Peaced off because the Chiefs lost. You know that that is um, a a kind of we haven't had to really do be this pissed off um, in a long time or kind of as much as maybe we've had in the last few weeks. So I get it, man. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I. I the thing that I, I think that I was most like, you know, trying to, we both are trying to kind of se- stand back and self uh, self scout. Right. Like, and like, I, I think, you know, I've kind of like traced it back to, you know, there'd just been kind of some mounting frustrations, like little annoyances. And, um, you know, we talked last week about how both of us have really worked on, you know, kind of keeping it down. Right. Like, Right. And I think what I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, what I've tried to do is basically lower my baseline. So, you know, let's say that you're, if your baseline's a seven, it doesn't take you much to get to a 10, <laughs> right? But if your sure. baseline is kind of in a three, four, five, y- you know, then you, yeah. you ratchet up a couple, a couple notches and then, you know, you're at a seven or an eight and it ratchets back down. So if you're starting yeah. at a lower baseline, um and yesterday was just, yeah yesterday was just kind of one of those things where i felt like the baseline just kind of continually ratcheting up just kind of some frustrations of some other things that um you know i think i went into that game probably at a seven mm-hmm. uh and then it, it it got up to an eight or a nine and then i think at the uh the no call late in the game um had had increased to uh we we got up into the 12 we uh we yeah. the rpms to the point where uh there was a little bit of a this one goes to 11 uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah man and you know and the, the bad thing is and the, the thing like like it's one of those things where i'm sorry i'm not sorry okay. like i don't feel remorse for that um like i'm almost proud of myself for not like um, you know, my wife's like, Hey, you need to calm down and you need to stop cussing and stop throwing stuff. And, you know, like, um, you know, all of that. And like the thing that I'm proud of myself for is that like, I didn't blow up at her. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm like, Oh yeah, man, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like, like I shouldn't even be behaving like that. Like it's steps though. It's all about the steps that you take, you know? And I think that probably, 
you know, even if you're trying to kind of keep that baseline low and trying not to lose your temper, I think there's moments where, you know, as human beings, you're always going to. And I think um, it goes back to that thing that, you know, I think it's important to remember all the time, right, is that you, you don't know what folks are going through, right? And so oftentimes you see reactions or you see people do things that you go, my gosh, you know, it seems like such such an overreaction to what what has happened and what you need to remember is that probably this has been a rough day or a rough couple days you know and this is all maybe just a a um build up to something and i and i think in what you're saying as far as kind of de-escalating from getting to that escalated point you know is is a you know a small it's a small victory right because you don't want to get to that point where anyone's saying you know you, you probably need to calm down but i think your reaction to calm down right is a big one right we you've got to i think us as men or husbands and just the people in general you know us as as a gender in general has learned you don't really say like calm down to someone especially a woman in particular if if you aren't ready for like the opposite right if that makes sense like oftentimes we you know especially people we care about or we feel safe around the safest around in some ways if they say calm down like that has an opposite effect right where like we do the very much the opposite so you having like the foresight to go okay like if my if, if Kara's saying it's time to like relax a little bit instead of like you know again escalating one more step to like how dare you say this you know to like oh okay maybe I should and then sometimes removing yourself from the situation you know we had talked earlier about maybe just leaving you know that that was like the best move for you so well, it wasn't like I left because like her and I got into a fight. Like, right. No, no. One yeah, of those things where it was like, yeah. you know what? Um, you know what? She's probably right. It is late. Um, even yeah. though it's not a school day for my kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that the they may have been trying to go to bed and probably um, learned some new words and string of words and how to combine yeah, words it's not together. a good look we all have um, you know again different moments where yeah sometimes you just aren't the most proud of yeah the way you you come off or look and especially again about the, the people we care about you know but again like that's well, where it goes also, back to hopefully you you know you you've cashed in a million you know good dad chips that you know sometimes when <laughs> when well, not the greatest dad comes out you know you go hey you know it's also one of those things too where um i just like it it had, it had been a minute you know like like i get upset when they lose um and i think it it's also one of those things too man where it's like these fucking night games doesn't help no like you're, the games help, get over fun. and then it's like okay it's time to go to bed now i'm all amped up to 11 or 12 and even if it's a even if it's a win you're still all amped up you know? oh i'm much more um i want to see the stats and the highlights i want to see um them talk about it on the shows afterwards yeah so absolutely I, I would say i'm in some ways more hyped after the win and after the losses especially the way these losses have been right like this the valdez scantling drop then you've got the valdez scantling no call but I, I think the important thing that I'm also trying to remember is, and I'm just going to say it, and I don't think it's 100% accurate on every game. I, like, I think this next game against the Bills, weirdly, is a is a thousand times more important, right, than the game that we just played. And I think when it's going to matter and when it should matter for us, because we've got to remember that we've got the Patriots on our schedule. We've got the Raiders again at home. We've got games that we should, you know, like the effort we just gave yesterday should demolish those teams that like part of me goes, we've got to remember that the games that matter are the postseason games. Right. And I don't think that any team really wants to play us. If we end up the four seed, if we somehow slip to the fifth seed, you know, or whatever, I don't, I don't think that's possible because I think we'll win the division, right? I, I think that's still very much, you know, in intact. Yeah, it's a, it's a two-game lead on Denver with what five to play. That's a big number to 
over right, with, correct yeah. with no head-to-head games with no real feel that like denver can make that kind of continued run especially the way they I, I again i think some of their run has been a little bit of luck these last few weeks so like i i you know i just feel like for me it's when i'm gonna save my temper change from because it will come too but i think it'll be when it's that final game and i and here's what i will say too like i think I'm the least confident in them making that final game be like the championship game or the Super Bowl than I've been in a while, you know, because they're just not a fully developed good team, you know, or great team, maybe. Maybe, maybe they're a good team. They're just not great, you know. You know, I, I think the uh, the interesting thing is, is, you know, there's the the focus on getting Pacheco the ball and running the ball. And it's a little bit of a – who would you rather let beat you, Jordan, Pippen, or Steve Kerr? Yeah, like I'll I, let I, you know uh, what I'll I'll let Steve Kerr. We'll we'll leave. Hey, you can you know like I think it's one of those things where it's like we're just it's kind of how our defense has played well, right? Like we've we've kind of given up the run and stopped the pass, right? And that's how we've kept teams from scoring a ton of points, right? So the inverse has to be true for us as well, right? Is that, okay, if teams are going to give up the run against us because they're going to say you're not either going to commit to it enough to really, you know, make it really work, like turn yourself into like old school, you know, maybe like the Lions are a little bit now, or, you know, you're going to eventually make a bad play, you know, that's going to, you know, flip the field for us, you know? So like, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely a concern. Now, on the flip side, though, I would say it's finding the play action, you know, and finding the way to use the run to your benefit, because I would say that's what Green Bay did to us, right, on the on the flip side. It was like they had the right balance of it where we, I think, right, fell into we can only run successfully. And well, and I feel like my, from my analysis of uh, what I watched is that I think that Denver and Green Bay have written the script that because both both did both would get with the run second and manageable be able to open up their playbook um, neutralize the pressure right because I can't just come all out you know now when Green Bay and same thing with Denver, when you would get them behind the sticks, first and 15, second and 15, you know, they make a penalty, they have false start, they have a hold or whatever. Um, you know, it's just get off the field then, but then you get off the field. But when they're, they're just constantly having these 12 play drives where it's second and four, second and six, second and three, second and one, it allows them to do their entire playbook. You know, then you've got, then you, you have to respect everything. You have to respect the run. You have to respect those jet sweeps. You have to respect the play action. And so you're not able to really like, I think part of the other thing too, is like when I look back at that game, like green Bay contr- completely controlled the game. Like yeah, they their, also offense, had some... their offense controlled that game. Like and our offense was fine too, by the way. Like, I mean, it's not like these teams, uh, what was their combined three punts maybe? Yeah, I mean, that's the piece that I think that that's what we forget so often is how razor thin these margins are, and especially in honestly, and sometimes these these regular season games in particular, where like, you know, I'm sorry, some of those throws that Jordan Love made and he played well, and I think he's obviously playing better, but like that one that he just tossed up. That had no business. And I and I think where I would also argue the razor thin margin is the the injuries right and I think we will look better like a thousand times better when Nick Bolton comes in I I think that Jack Cochran played well for you know what he is you know but he's still a third string you know linebacker I think our safety situation is going to be an issue you know but it's something that I trust that after a game and after we get through kind of going well you know okay we're in the middle of the game and we just lost our starting safety that like they'll figure it out so part of me just goes 
that if you have all those circumstances come into play and you're playing on the road on a Sunday night game, a game that honestly, and let's be honest, again, some of these games and whether it's right or wrong, it's what goes back to that Super Bowl, Super Bowl hangover type concept of like, I think the Eagles fell into it with the, the 49ers this week, right? The 49ers cared so much more about that game than the Eagles did. I got a feeling that the Green Bay Packers, where with where they're at in the standings, with what happened with Jordan Love last time, he was publicly saying it, that, man, I, this is a revenge game for me, that, like, they needed and wanted that game more. Now, and I think, you know, when the margins are that thin, that that matters, right? Now, to me, I'd like to think that our team in the next couple weeks and then into the playoffs with what we've seen from our in the history of our team, that they'll – they'll start realizing how important these games are. And then that margin will hopefully come back, you know, I don't so, know. Two things to piggyback on that. Um, why would Buffalo not come in here? Why, why is, but well, let me, let me finish what I was going to say here because I, I get, it's kind of a two point, uh, two point point. I don't know. It's maybe a three pointer. I don't know. Uh, we're, uh-huh. we're, we're shooting them up here. Steve Kerr. So, okay. so the uh, Eagles and chiefs over the, in the last two weeks, this week and next week, we'll actually play teams that are on extended rest. So Green Bay comes in as a desperate team fighting for their playoff life on extended rest. Buffalo was on by extended rest. Same, I mean, same energy from the Bills, right? Like they have to win this game. They basically have to win out to, I think six losses get you into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, I think the chief, I think if the Chiefs run the table, they will be the one seed. And I think they possibly could have one more loss because their tiebreakers look good. Yeah. I now, I looked they, at the rest of the schedule and thought they'd be five and two. You know. But. Now they have uh clearly not the NFC champs this year as they've gone two and three outside of conference. But you know, like we've always kind of joked, like, hey man, if you're gonna lose. Might as well lose outside the conference. That's what I'm saying. That's why this yeah. this next coming week is so much more important than last week. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think in in reality, what you can do is against Buffalo is really you can eliminate Buffalo from the playoffs. Exactly. Like if you approach this as a playoff game, like you can eliminate Buffalo because I think you can get in with six. I don't think you can get in with seven. And I think that where the seven are for Buffalo – like, uh, you know, I, I spent some time with a good friend of the show, um, Bronco correspondent at Living the Dream over the weekend. And the the Broncos have good tiebreakers. Yeah. Like if you the only the one that they they lost the Houston tiebreaker, but they've got tiebreaker over Cleveland and they've got tiebreaker. Like if you look at who they're bunched up against, um, they have tiebreakers. You know, because they they have taken care of their business. You know, like okay, they got destroyed by Miami. Well, guess what? Miami's not going to be in the. They're not going to be competing with Miami for positioning. Miami's all but got that division locked up. But you know, if you look at the teams that they're kind of lumped in there with, they have done a really good job of that. Buffalo's another one they have tiebreak over. Yeah. Um. You know, so they've got these tiebreaks. Houston's the only team that they don't have the tiebreak against and i don't think i don't think they'll play indianapolis this year because i think i think uh, houston was their like opponent like on the the variable but yeah i mean it was um yeah i don't i don't know man i think that it's one of those things where like it's just frustrating the season has just been frustrating it's like um like it's the weirdest thing. And, you know, Dave had kind of mentioned like, man, you guys have really changed your outlook. Like y'all used to be like, uh, man, let's just, man, I hope we can win, man. I hope we can get in, get in the playoffs, man. I hope we win a game in the playoffs. You know, like I remember um, we were coaching basketball together when the, when the chiefs beat Houston 30 yeah. to nothing. And that was the first, I think it was like the first playoff win in almost it's, 20, it was like 20 years. Yeah, that's 100% and, accurate. Brian so, Hoyer led, the Brian Hoyer led Houston Texans, you know, and our, what was Alex Smith, you know, yeah. for us. 
Yeah. And so like, it was, you know, it, it is weird how your perspective has changed and like so much too, where like you and I have talked about this where like, I almost feel whole. Yeah. dude. Like, you know, like two years ago, four five years ago, man, like, man, I just need this. And now it's kind of like, you know what, man, we've gotten two, man, that, you know, five AFC championship games, but then it kind of becomes this thing of like, okay. Um, you know, but then you're like, man, I think Mahomes is probably good for four or five in his career. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the piece. I think you could be us right now and eight and four winning the division by two games and be frustrated. Right. Or you could be the Patriots right now who, you know, there's a level of frustration that has to be there of like and maybe they've be gone beyond it now of like now they're kind of wanting to lose and they're in that kind of mode. But again, imagine going from. You know, and, and I think that that's the piece that Mahomes probably gives you that all great players, you know, at that position in particular give you, right? Is that like last, like, again, if you really, if you take Mahomes out of the equation, you take Andy Reid maybe out of the equation too. Let's just say that there's really Green Bay beat our butts. I mean, in my mind, they, they, they yeah. won, they won at every level. And they still absolutely could have lost slash tied that. We could have tied that game easily with a correct call. With a correct call, we tie that game probably, and we're right in it. Whereas, like, again, if you're some of these teams that, like, can you imagine watching six to nothing football? You know, the Chargers and Patriots, six to nothing. You know what I mean? Like, going, you know, from winning Super Bowls, having all those aspirations to being that bad, too. And I just don't think we get there with the combination of coach and quarterback that we have. So that's the blessing of well, it. Right? And I think, I think the other thing too, like for me, you know, from the perspective I need to, to be in too, is like, let's say they call, let's, let's say they have the correct call on the Valdez Scantling interference, which by the way, like I felt like it was a really, I want to be real careful about how I say this because I have a, um, I am on record as saying that losers complain about referees. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I felt like the officiating in that game was trash the entire game, both ways. Both sides. The the but, obviously the pass interfere. Me and Tanner looked at each other like it was so funny. Like when they called that call, like we were watching the game, you know, together. And yeah, it was obvious how bad that was. That was yeah. truly bad. Like we weren't even it didn't even look like Mahomes ain't afraid to complain. I mean, whether it's right, right or wrong, you know, like yeah, I don't, he's a good I don't politicker. know. But he isn't afraid to let you know, like that was a bad call. I don't even think he was mad about it. And our sideline was kind of like did a little bit of the whole like you hit our quarterback and scoop back guy, but it wasn't like everybody was like, hey, throw a flag, throw a flag. And then all of a sudden they threw the flag. I was like, yeah. man, yeah, that man, is not. A... Yeah, so... like there. It's just, and and I, the other thing too is I want to be. I want to give these guys some grace too, because like they're seeing things at the blink of an eye and then they get, okay, let's look at 15 different angles of this. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Slow-mo and everything else. Yeah, it's but really it's- tough, tough. And I, I get the situational piece too, right? Like, you know, again, that's the something where I'm like, I'm okay with the Hail Mary. They made a big deal at the end of the game, you know, a little bit about the Hail Mary, you know, I mean, I, again, right or wrong and i don't know that you should be able to just maul a guy or push him in the back you know when it, on a hail mary either but to me that that's that is what it is but the play where a guy is clearly has a good chance to catch it it was almost like and i hate to joke about it but it was almost kind of like the refs were like well i mean we all know scantling wasn't gonna catch well, that yeah, anyway there was, right? some, there was somebody <laughs> that said they didn't throw the flag because it was uncatchable ball <laughs> right. Exactly. It was too close. It was uh, too too near his hands at that was, point. Too. It was uncatchable. Well, yeah, no, here's a perspective that I've also got to keep too on this is that even if he does, let's say he catches it, let's say they go in and get a touchdown. You still have to get the two point conversion. Again, do we and deserve tie. to be do we deserve to be tied in that game? I mean, that's the piece that part of me goes. 
the the correct outcome ultimately came out from that game. And what I think the positives that you can take from it is that we're still in the game. And you just hope that, again, those circumstances don't kind of rear their head against us in the same scenarios because I just don't think – like, for example, is this the team that can get down 24 to nothing against the Houston Texans, you know, whether it be home or away – and come back and win in the playoffs. I mean, that's not, I just, that's the, this is the, where we're at. But I think the problem that we have is the same problem those New England Patriots fans are having right now, being two and 10 or whatever they are, is that your expectations for what, and, and right or wrong, it's awesome that you've built up such an expectation of excellence that when you don't play at the highest level and better than every, anyone's ever seen, then you're struggling, right? And that's the piece that like is really hard. So you you know Mahomes and this this offense has built a standard of like this is what it should look like, and now they're kind of looking a little bit human, right? They're still pretty good, but not what they've always been. And so it does take a full team thing, you know. Now I have faith in Spags that they'll play better. I really believe that. I I think that this defense probably needed another beat down to know that, hey, they've been getting their flowers for weeks now about how they're just, you know, the bee's knees and that's how we're going to win now and our defense. And they, I think they took a pretty good slap in the face, you know. And literally, you know, with the injuries, like A.J. Dillon, just part of the injuries – you know, we were talking, I was talking with Tanner as we were watching the game. I was like, some of these injuries aren't luck in a sense. They're just, A.J. Dillon is just pounding our dudes, you know, and like they're they're getting hurt. I mean, that's the part of the game. And that's the thing, man, is we 100% struggle against big backs that can run. Like, I know, man. Josh Jacobs uh, is a bruiser. He's not a big guy, but he's a bruiser. Um, he's kind of Pacheco-like. Devontae Runs Williams. Hard. Those guys yeah. are all very similar. Um, you know, thankfully yeah. we won't have to face Tennessee with Derrick Henry this year. Uh, no. But uh, not after Gardner Minshew, who again is a great example of life. But see, that's the problem, right? Who 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 do you? Okay, so we're the four seed, right? Right now, I'm pretty sure we would play the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, right? Like part of you goes, that's a pretty decent draw if we end up having to yeah, be the would, four seed. You, you know. would probably play Pittsburgh, and then <laughs> more than likely you would go on be, the road. You would you would have to go on the road to play either um, Baltimore, or actually I think it's my, Miami right now. You have to go yeah. on the road to play Miami, or um, you know, assuming there's not an upset that you know Indianapolis would clip Baltimore, or um, Jacksonville would get clipped by um, who am I missing? Whoever the I know it was Pittsburgh, somebody, and then Indianapolis, Cleveland, then, Cleveland. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. there's the piece. I mean, is it? So you're again, looking at a Joe Flacco led Cleveland. You're looking exactly. Kenny Pickett's probably out for a bit. Um, you're looking it's, at Gardner. It's the Pitchers. opposite. It's yeah. flip flopped, right? It's flip flopped. Where the NFC, if you go, okay, listen, if you don't playing your best football and don't have a solid offense, solid defense, roster stacked, you're not making the Super Bowl. Well, I the think three the, three best teams teams. the three best teams are in the NFC this year. Exactly. It's not um, close. Yeah. Well, the, I guess the other thing, too, that I, I really, uh, you know, I've kind of danced around this, and I think really the, the reason why I was upset is twofold. Um, number one is in, NBC only showed Taylor Swift one time. And number yeah. two, how is the NFL officials going to officiate a game like that in Taylor's presence? Like we got company over here, and like, like we're trying to put, like you, you don't have company of that stature come to your house, and you don't yeah. come, like come on, man, you, you know? don't clean up, you don't, you know, put out the good uh, silverware, yeah. you know what I mean? Come like, on, how, bros, like how, how are you gonna do that in front of Taylor? Like now, ta what now? What is the NFL gonna do? Because essentially, Taylor's gonna be like, well, now I don't need to go. It wasn't even that fun, you know. It was like we lost, you know, whatever. Now they lose all those ratings. I mean, they were out there showing Tony Shalhoub, you know, no one knows who that guy is, you know, uh, well, who else are they showing? Well, they did have Lil Wayne on as like, 
a Green Bay Packer fan, which I thought was a little bit like I'm the dude is from New Orleans. None, none, none of this makes any sense at all to me. Kind of this this green, the whole presentation they gave for the Green Bay Packers, which, again, I'm proud of them. They're, that's fine. I was a Jordan Love hater. Or not a hater, just I didn't believe in him, you know, and, and he's he's playing better. I mean, if you look around the NFL and you say you look at the quarterback play, you know, you you take Jordan Love right now over, you know, I would say three fourths of the league's quarterbacks. So right right now in the NFC, if you look at the the one is Philadelphia, they're still a game up, even though they they got rolled. Still yeah. a game up, right? So exactly. Um, so they're people the people want to hate on them. I still would put money on them in the playoffs. That's just yeah. Me. I mean, um, you know, the let me let me just go to our uh, our friends over here at uh, ESPN. Let's just pull up the playoff picture where we're at here. Um, you know, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you doing this with me, man. This has been therapeutic. Um, sorry, I'm probably still on. not. Um, I still the, the thing is, man, is I'm still not remorseful about my actions. Um, you nor know. should you be it was one a of, healthy few times. yeah man i think you know occasionally we just need to have an outburst and um you know uh i think it shows that we're human um no see. one was hurt no one was hurt in the filming yeah. of this temper no. tantrum and i i think the other thing too about my temper tantrums like i just want to give myself a lot of credit for these things like i am very accurate with the things that i throw and where i throw them like exactly. you, you have been, you you know, you've been to the house, you know, we've got a, uh, you know, we've got an open floor plan. Yeah. Um, I mean, the rocket that I threw of my cup across the living room into the kitchen. Yeah, into double coverage. Navigated around the peace lily. Yeah. Um, just hit the plastic, not the, not the glass, the plastic dish soap. And then the uh, the plastic cup lands harmlessly, hits the backsplash, and then rolls down. You know, and then as I'm leaving and I'm being told that I need to calm down, I mean, I gronk spike that motherfucker right into the right into the sink. You know, we got that stainless steel sink, so I mean, it made a nice like. I mean, that was yeah. a gronk would have been like really really proud of that spike that I gave on that. Um, but you know, also too like when. I think people think like, oh, my God, this dude took a drive, man. Like, I didn't go tearing out of the driveway or anything like that, man. I just, you know, you know where we live, you know, there's still country roads. You know, so I just took a country country roads. Just took a country roads. Take me home. (laughs) I took a country roads drive and, you know, it was like, uh, you know, just kind of like trying to trying Hmm. to bring it back down. And um, that's right. That's right. And then there's, uh, you know, the thing is, is like, then I'm like. Then I, I get amped back up because you know what you got to do out out in those country roads, man. You got to watch for deer. Like it's you far. Gotta be careful, man. You got to watch, you for, watch deer. for deer this time of year. You know, like I mean, it, it's just all right, man. Let's talk playoffs, and then uh, I guess I'll actually get back to work today. Uh, yeah, one of those. So let's see. It looks like they still have the Packers on the. Oh no, the Packers are on the inside. So mm. in the NFC, you have. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Green Bay, the Rams, and Seattle all vying for wild card spots um, at six and six. Um, <clears throat> you know, so like if they started today, would you trust Jordan Love to go into San Francisco and get a dub? No, no, of course not. No. So, I mean, that's the thing, right? Again, he's still, I would say, in the top third of quarterbacks in the league but there's no way he goes in there so what if they what if they flip-flop spots with the vikings and green bay at detroit round one it's really interesting then right because i think that's a much better matchup for them they've obviously had some success against them already this year like i think that's the thing right is that they they are a team that i think you know, if you're if I was to say they end up playing the Cowboys, you know, the 49ers, the Eagles, I, I give them a, a, a no. But if they play any of those other teams, they're they could easily beat them. Yeah. So they're not they're not going to get the five. Like there's no way they're going to catch Dallas or Philadelphia for the five. No. So Atlanta's going to get destroyed or Tampa Bay or whoever will get out of the south. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a six and six 
Falcons team that, you know, Dallas, let's say it's Dallas right now. I mean, they're just going to go in and they'll roll them. So that means that unless you feel like, like if you're the Cowboys, you probably want Philadelphia being the one seed. Yeah, see, that's the tricky part. That's why, again, for us, it's one of those pieces where you may end up with an easier road or at least an easier first game by having a lower seed ultimately, except for the one seed. The one seed is the piece that like, obviously then you get to buy. I mean, and that is. Yeah, that's huge because that it's, is, 60, it's 120, 130 plays uh, that you don't have wear and tear and you don't have risk for injury. Dude, it, it is anyone that says it's bad or is like, man, you're going to have a week off. You're going to lose your rhythm. And all that is just it's just ignorance. You have to. Now, does that mean you were guaranteed to win that second game? No. Uh, thank you to many Chiefs you know, teams in the past who have absolutely been the number one seed and have gone out and absolutely shit themselves when they played in the division championship or whatever game that's called. So, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, it doesn't guarantee you anything as far as going forward, but it is a no-brainer as far as you wanting and, and if possible, sometimes needing that buy. Miami, I think, on, on the AFC side is a good example of a team that I think if they get the number one seed, they have a good chance. If they get literally anything below that, as if they have to play on the road, or they have to play more games, I don't think they win, you know. The thing about Miami that is just so intriguing is just how good they have been against bad teams and how bad they've been against good teams. Knives the end that matters, right? And I like see beating the beating the now four and nine commanders is to me, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just they've given up completely their coaches out the door um they just fired their defensive coordinator right so i mean again it is and it's you can say nothing about that performance and they've got to know that it hopefully they see that's where the piece where you just don't that's where teams are in different modes right i think if you're the miami dolphins enjoy this 14 and 3 13 and 3 season you're gonna have whatever it is gonna end up being if you keep winning out you know enjoy it but and maybe you call that a success at the end even if you go out in the playoffs right so i mean that's the piece where expectations are different you know whereas the chiefs for me like a couple of these regular season losses i'm not freaking out about because the ultimate goal is is super bowl or bust you know it doesn't really matter ultimately if you get into the playoffs and lose whereas for the Dolphins, if they get into the playoffs and make a little run but lose in the AFC Championship game, they're going to be thrilled. They're going to be thrilled. They're going to be probably throwing parades out there, you know, even just because they lost the Super Bowl, you know, or, or you know, made it to the AFC Championship game. So, I mean, that's the piece where I think it's just different for different teams, and we've earned that right to kind of just say, nah, it's regular season, you know. Do you think point differential matters? Um. No, not in the current. And I mean, I don't make yes. Okay, so let me say this. If you're always in games, that matters. So I guess if that, if that makes sense. So, you know, like, so what I'm I guess where I'm going here is that Buffalo is six and six, and they have a plus one hundred and one point differential. Yeah, see, this that's which goes to show you it doesn't matter because they're not always in games because they get blown out here. And no, there. they're plus a hundred and one. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, is that they blow teams out and then they're also at least I've seen them in games that were unwinnable for them, if that makes sense as well. At least the yeah. current I, I, ter, you know, iteration of their team in the last couple of years, maybe not necessarily this season, but I just mean overall the games that they lose, they tend to be like or I've seen them lose to like Cincinnati at home last year in the playoffs. Right. It was a game where they just got smashed. I mean, they just yeah. got. And that's what in big games, teams like the Chiefs, for example, we don't get smashed. Again, that's what I'm saying. Even though on paper, like if you looked at that game for, you know, if you took the score, like you literally didn't show the scoring plays. You just showed like everything in between. It looked like Green Bay smashed us, but we are still in the game at the end. You know? Well, like if you actually look at the the box score of that game, it looked very even. Yeah, I imagine too, was even, the guards were even. Like that, it was also a very odd game too, in that there was possessions were at a premium. Like 
both teams are having very long drives. Like yeah, that's just what we've turned into, and that's the piece that is so hard to unlock, I think, for us. And maybe the frustrating is part, you know, is that we used to it used to be so fun to watch us play, right? Because we always did something kind of super exciting. Whereas again, it's what's happened in all scenarios. It's like that pitcher that comes in and goes, you know, 10 and Oh, and his first 10 starts. And then literally you never hear from them again because the, you know, the league figures them out and, you know, it is what it is where you can't put up the numbers. What teams have, Again, think about, you know, the only teams that you can compare with the offenses that we've had in the last few years are the St. Louis Rams, you know, and if you flip it and you go, well, think about the defenses that dominated the Baltimore Ravens, you know, maybe the Steelers there for a while that happened for a couple of years and then it was over. You know what I mean? You cannot keep that kind of, you know, consistent production because the league catches up to you and figures it out. They're smart guys. Everybody's on scholarship, like they say, you know, like, you know, there's yeah. no well, they're, it's, they're gonna figure you out. Yeah, we've talked about this too, man. Like the the difference between a good team and a bad team is so razor thin that yeah. you know, it's really, really every one of these games boils down to five plays here or there. You know, That's why like, I'll take Andy Reid. That's why I'll take Pat Mahomes. That's why yeah. I don't get like super concerned because again, and think about Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur out coached Andy Reid. Like that was probably one of the better coach games I've seen in a while. As from like an offensive game plan standpoint, they absolutely and defensive in some ways played a like a, a immaculately coached game, right? But if I guarantee you now this can't happen till the Super Bowl. But if you had Andy Reid in the Super Bowl versus Matt LaFleur, I would put a cabillion dollars on Andy Reid, you know, being at least the better coach. And the more you're that team, whether they win or lose, they're going to be more prepared. They're going to have they're just going to end up being better coached in that game. You know, so I just think that, you know, that's the piece that we forget about, too, is that. And I try to keep telling, you know, as many people as I can is like. The a I have no confidence in the other AFC teams that they won't blow it. Now, whether we win it or not is a whole nother thing, but I have no confidence that the other teams won't blow it. Whether it's coach, whether it's quarterback, they don't have the the combination of the two in the AFC that I've seen that I, you know, think that I'd be concerned. Yeah. I guess from my, uh, I, I'll get out of here. Let's get out of here with this because we, uh, but um, I, I text you and I'm going to segue into uh, to this, um, but I, I text you and Kelly on the first preseason game. And I said, is it too early to be concerned? And to me, it's an entire body language and energy thing. Like yeah. to me there, it, it appears that this team, there have been, a few games that they've won and a few games that they've lost that you're like, man, they just don't really look like they've got energy. Like they don't look like they're like, they look like the less. I, I get, I get your point that, Hey, you know, the playoff games are the important games, but you got to get there and you got to get, get there. Path. Yes. Agreed. Um, you know? And so I think sometimes there's, I don't want to say green Bay was a trap game because I think that it goes back to your point of that with the margin razor thin, the team that's more motivated and hungrier typically wins these, um, you know, so that's where there's some concern with Buffalo coming in is that everybody's like, Oh, Buffalo six and six are not very good. Buffalo is going to bring their a plus game against the chiefs. Josh yeah. Allen has been playing every game. Like it's the 13 second game. Agreed. And yes. You know that when he comes in here, we're going to get the best of him. Yes. Uh, and w- losing like, not necessarily losing to Green Bay like it's a bad thing, but what that does is it reduces your margin of error. Okay. Like I think four losses in the AFC for the Chiefs gets them a one seed. And they could possibly get it with five. But because like you look at Baltimore and um Miami scheduled down the down the stretch, and they're pretty tough. Like if you say you can have Kansas City, Jacksonville, Baltimore, or Miami schedule, I'll take Kansas City's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not like it's an easy schedule. Like there's teams on there that will come in motivated. So, uh, but um, you know, let's uh, let's let's anoint our good brother of the week. 
and then let's, let's get that. out of here. Um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you say his name. Go ahead, Kelly Howerton, our good yes, guy, sir. our HR, the uh, the director right. of HR, Kelly yes. Howerton. Um, you know, I was, I was a little concerned about him last night. We didn't get we didn't get texts, so we may need to check in on him, make sure that he's doing okay. A little wellness right. check because, uh, you know, our, our guy like if he he can get worked up. Um, you know, he was one of the first to be on the uh, the wide receiver issue. He was uh, he was he was ahead of that. Um, we've had to we've had to reel him back a little bit. Um, you know, love that he's still out there on Twitter getting into it with people. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I yeah. mean, again, that yeah. fighting that fight out there is it's tough, you know, and then it deserves um, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's yeah, got to I mean, do it. You know, yeah. I can't. I I did my run with it. You know, I, yeah. I made you know a strong decade plus of just really being out there. Well, the so I haven't checked Twitter or Facebook. Like I just decided I was not going to doom scroll last night. That I had already our move that I had already done it, you know, like I, I wanted to tweet out, do we call it tweet? Uh, what do, do I say that I wanted to X out? You, you, you did some X. I was going to do some X. Yeah, like I'm off X. It's like what you stopped doing ecstasy. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. Like, um, anyway, like I, I just wanted to be out there and be like, I don't ever want to hear another Chiefs get every call. Like, exactly. I, 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 cannot, I, know, have, I can't have that narrative anymore, man. Like, I just can't do it. So what's so funny was that I, you know, like, you know, how it, how it happened. You know what happened? What happened was, is that we, we got the personal foul call, the rough and the passer. And, you know, the world was here is further proof. My God, the chiefs are the NFL loves them so much. They will protect Mahomes so much. They want the chiefs to win, blah, blah, blah. And then within what? Three plays, four plays. Clearly this, this, you know, theory gets completely proven 100% inaccurately as the chiefs have an obvious call go against them. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, that if, if there's a positive of that in some ways, like it's nice to just have those moments of saying, look, when we've won, it's been because of our players and our, our plays, not because of any referee and nonsense. But Well, I do want to bring up something that I think the NFL needs to look at as far as a rule. So we're letting fumbles play out, right, because of the, the replay. And then we'll go back and we'll clean it up. But how many times have you seen, and I can count on one hand, I can count at least five this year in Chiefs games and in other games that I've that I've watched. And if you press me, I could probably give you 10 to where they've let the play continue. And then we have a post this right. fumble that wasn't a fumble. Shouldn't have happened. This if fumble the play is that called never right. happened results right. in like a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty because right. Like, this is the time where, like, I know what happened on that play, man, is, like, these defenders saw that this is a live ball. This is my opportunity to take a shot at Pacheco. Like, this yes. is opportunity, man, and they take that because they've been getting the, – look, here's the thing about Pacheco is he, I am sure he annoys and frustrates the shit out of these defensive guys because – He's trying to pop up. He's trying to push him off of him. He's jumping up. You know, it's kind of like oh, he's it's terrible for them. Up, right? And so, so annoying. He dances sometimes. Yeah. They get yeah. their opportunity. Man, they're going to take it. And it's, and I've seen it at least five times that I can, I can tell you right now, five times where after the play, and then we get a personal foul on a play that didn't happen because we I let the play said, continue on. It could have easily gone both ways, right? That's what I was hoping for at the end was the old bailout, you know, like it's on both teams, you know, there's flags on both teams, penalty deal, because that dude held him down, absolutely freaking pushed him extra, got in his grill, got all kind of, you know, again, instigating. And then, yeah, Pacheco, he don't, I, that ain't a dude that I don't think, you know, it's a great example of where like, Sometimes you get to moments where it gets real. We've been talking about keeping it real. It got kind of real there for a second. And that dude stepped right into Pacheco's mug. And Pacheco, my guess, does what he's going to do in those scenarios, regardless of where he's at. 
like in life, right? If someone steps to me like that, they're going to swing at me, right? So it's either swing or swing, you know, get hit or swing first. And Pacheco seems like the type of dude that ain't never swung second. Right. That ain't never been like, nah, this, I'm, I'm just going to chill a little bit. See how this plays out. This seems like the dude that's in from the jump. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, I- yeah. Why does he get penalized for it? Shouldn't even all that should come back are bad. Right. We're sorry. This old boy. Sh- now, the problem is, is that it, it's, you can't. Exactly. That's the piece that he's. it's hard to argue about because of the particular act. Like if it was kind of a bad hit or something that would have been a 15 yard penalty you know and you go "Eh," you know like it's a bad hit it kind of a football play does that make sense like but that was just a straight up street street play yeah i mean i've seen (laughs) there was a uh i think it was an eagles game where there was a fumble that was not a fumble and then they called the defensive player that's now on offense for a crackback for a peelback block Right, exactly. So perfect so, example right there. So right. The, not only, hey, we, we're going to overturn this call. And on top of that, now we're going to move the offense down the, down the field 15 yards. I want to say it was in the Philly-Buffalo game. I could be wrong. Yeah, I I just, I'm pretty sure you're right. There's dude. been several times throughout the years where, you know, I'm watching I'm watching these fumbles that aren't fumbles. And then some the defensive player or the offensive player, somebody gets penalized. And it's like, okay, um, yeah, this is uh, going to come back. It's a post. So you recover the ball. It's on the 35-yard line. That's where the runner's down by contact. But there was 60 yards and penalties on the offense for these yeah. transgressions. But, you know, you can't let it be a free-for-all. But at some point, man, you got to be like um, it, some of those things, you know, like if there's a block in the back or, you know, there, there's these penalties that occur. On a play, it's that almost like you blow blow the play dead. Which part of you goes? Well, you're penalizing the defense, but then you say you give them the ball. Like I guess you know it's kind of a half. You know, like it's kind of maybe a half measure, but like at least you don't have this scenario where this whole action plays out right, where bat injuries, um, penalties, got, yeah. sort of wild stuff happens on plays that shouldn't even have ever happened. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, there's been some pretty famous injuries on plays that didn't happen. Um, I'm pretty sure that the ACL of Odell Beckham in the Super Bowl was a uh, holding. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like when he, when, you know, and I mean, that's just, that's just part of the game, but yeah, I mean, there's some of these things where you're like, and I don't know how you do it, but man, it was just one of those things where you're like, this play didn't even happen. (laughs) So, all right, man, really going to get out of here. Hope to talk to you next week. Yeah. Under better circumstances. Yeah, that's right. Victory. It'll be a victory Monday then. And hopefully. And that's right. But it will be three in a row. That would be three in a row for us. Sir, look at us, man. We are the model of consistency. All right, bud. See you next week. See ya.